awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you are having a fantastic day today. Hope you guys are staying safe and healthy and wealthy and wise as always. And be sure if you need anything, check out the website. Y'all voted and it won the zinc glycinate formula. Very, very popular formula we have that massively helps promote immune and reproductive health and supports antioxidant activity. If y'all remember during COVID, a lot of publicity came out about zinc and the alternative media, I should say, because as we know, the mainstream media made sure that nobody could talk about anything or on social media was blocked. Zinc works effectively well, especially when stacked with vitamin C and D3 as the pretty much top three trifecta stack we found that really, really stacks good for the immune system and helps the body fight off viruses. So you voted. It won. It's going on sale today for product of the week up in the next couple hours here on the website. So be sure to check it out. And also, too, in other news, I wanted to bring this up because I saw this is interesting now. They're now discussing on Health Impact News and a few other alternate media shows bringing this up is that the big pharma financial bubble that was created in 2020 that you know the Trump administration under warp speed pumped trillions essentially into the big pharma and medical industrial complex in total uh, is starting to burst. It's being referred to as falling off the COVID cliff. Those falling the deepest are the ones who greatly benefited from the scam, as reflected in the 2023 first quarter financial reports of the drug makers leading the collapse of the RNA vaccine makers, sales from biotech, decreased 80% the first quarter of 2023 overall from last year. Moderna sales are down 69%. Pfizer sales are down 29%. That is during just the first three months of 2020. And what's happened is now the COVID cliff is being referred to also in the uh, healthcare department, too, as far as hospitals. They said the demand for vaccines and other COVID-19 products have completely diminished. Drug makers who thrived during the pandemic have seen their sales decline significantly lately. The effects of the COVID cliff apparently over the last few weeks as companies reported their first quarter reports of taking a hit. Also, too, they're now saying for the Center of Healthcare Quality and Payment Reform that over 646 rural hospitals are at risk of closure due to financial issues. That compromises about 30% of all rural hospitals in the United States. They're saying the hospitals are facing losses on patient services as health plans aren't paying enough to cover the cost of care delivery. The losses will likely increase as inflation and workforce shortages persist, according to the report, which was released in April. While rural hospitals are receiving some support through grants and local tax revenues, they still have low financial reserves and remain at risk. More than half the states in the United States, 25% or more of these rural hospitals, are at risk of closure, and another 200 hospitals nationwide are at immediate risk of closing. Now, the reason why I bring this up, if you're wondering why, there's a high probability, as we have seen with the the military-industrial complex, any time a massive catastrophe or some type of massive incident occurs, the military-industrial complex, when it comes to warfare, massively benefits. Billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars are injected. We saw this in the Afghan war that just sucked trillions of dollars up. And, of course, when that thing ended and the pullout of Afghanistan was nothing less than an abysmal failure, we then saw shortly thereafter, what, seven, eight months later, we had to jump into the Ukraine war that we weren't even involved in whatsoever, but yet we have pumped 
hundreds of billions into it now at the expense of taxpayer dollars. And the most beneficial country has been Ukraine and the military industrial complex who have made money from this. That being said, what is my opinion and others, what they're looking at now is that big pharma now has gotten a taste of essentially the multi hundred billion dollar good life during COVID big pharma has a lot of these hospital has, and they thrived, lived and functioned off this massive amount of COVID stimulus money. There's a high probability that there's going to be some other push now for either more shots more RNA injection therapy, like I told you guys yesterday with the new testing from the NIH of the flu RNA universal shot they're testing now to try to roll out and or some other type of pandemic that they try to roll out and generate more revenue. This is highly probable in the next year or two to keep these hospitals afloat. And what's also probably going to have happen is you're going to see a lot of these hospitals are going to be bought up and absorbed. And essentially, you're going to have the same concept that we've seen with the map buy up we're paying everything and they go in and buy up and consolidate these hospitals and either completely own them or shut down certain ones and only keep other ones open that they see profitable so something just to look out for there and make sure you're staying uh, aware and awakening but frankly as most people know if you stay healthy and you take care of your body and you have the right supplements you don't generally have to go to the hospital very often ever unless it's you know an emergency i tell people pretty much all you really need to do is get annual blood work you know as you become older and look at your blood levels get those checked and most really good care yourself you'll see your your cholesterol's in great shape your triglycerides are in great shape your d3 levels are in great shape and that's really all you need to do the concept of having to go to the doctor every few months to continually get more drugs or more checkups for this and that if you're at a healthy individual is usually slim to none if you are taking care of yourself so something to look at also too in other news this is interesting uh, down here in Port Charlotte, you guys saw the video the other day of the post effect. A 23-year-old man uh, on Sunday had his arm ripped off by a 10-foot gator outside of a Port Charlotte bar. Uh, he was waiting to go to the bathroom, and apparently he decided he did not want to wait. In the video, he appears to be highly intoxicated, uh, and he walks out into a pond, I guess thinking that he was going to go behind the bar and basically relieve himself. And he stepped out in the pond and fell in, and a 10-foot gator grabbed him by the arm and ripped it off pretty much almost from the shoulder out. And uh, he is now awake, and he's stabilized, and he said, I didn't truly understand until I woke up in the hospital. Hey, a gator got your arm. And uh, he said he's trying to keep a positive view, and he said, I didn't lose my life. I just lost my arm. It's not the end of the world. Positive outlook, I guess you could be. But what I always tell people and continue to encourage people, please be aware of your surroundings and where you're at if you come down here to Florida it's an interesting state. It can be a lot of fun. It can also be very dangerous. I know a lot of times when people come down here from other states, they always go, Austin, Austin, why do you always have a pistol on you all the time? I said, well, there's three primary reasons, other which can fall under that category. I said, but it's primarily meth heads, alligators, and water moccasins. That's truly the reason why I usually carry a pistol on me because I've experienced all three of those in great detail. And I said, so when you start dealing with those certain aspects of threats in Florida, you realize – that there's really only one thing that's effective against all three of those if you ever have to use it, and it's a firearm. And so, again, be aware of that if you come down here. Gators are not a joke. I mean, uh, one of the ones that I have right over here on my desk, one of the heads that I had mounted that I killed was 11 foot four during the season, and I uh, had tags for everything was illegal. So don't write me letters on it, and don't write me letters on why it's not good to kill gators because that's an erroneous statement because you have to kill gators down here in Florida. FWC asks you to apply for the lottery tickets as far as you put in a tag, a request, 
and they give you tickets every single year if you basically if they have enough of them in the lottery for uh, gator hunting because you've got to control the population of them because they get absolutely out of control and they take over everything. And so I actually got ticket. I just found out. I just got um, I just got tags for this year, which is fantastic. Get to go two more. And uh, but yes, these are something that are not a joke. I've been in the water with them. I've swam with them. So is dad. Not intentionally. Usually, I've killed them many of times legally, and uh, they're not a joke at all whatsoever. I know you see photos and videos and people post stuff on social media like it's funny. Can you be around them and keep your body parts and limbs? Absolutely. Do you need to use wisdom if you're out and about, especially at night, especially in Florida Swamp? 100% absolutely. This guy lost his arm, not his life. Glad he's got a positive outlook on that. But again, this is something to be completely avoided. If he, A, was not inebriated, and B, didn't walk out into a pond in the middle of the dark with no flashlight, not a great move. But again, he's still alive, so be aware of that if you come down here to Florida because this is a regular thing that happens down here with gator attacks all of the time. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. I told you guys yesterday, it's really, really important that everybody continues to vote with your dollar. And now, apparently, Target has been listening to this as they've had a massive meeting now, and they're discussing removing certain items from its stores ahead of the backlash that they have gotten in their LGBTQ alphabet group uh, pride area they have in their stores and uh, they're moving some stuff, even though they're not saying which stuff they're going to remove. This is not at all anything that I would even say removing the boycott constitutes. I encourage everybody, do not shop there. Do not give them their money. Make sure June is their worst sale month ever in this country. The reason why I say that is not to be hateful, not to promote any type of divisive hate speech. What I'm saying is they are blatantly going and targeting children. They have now tried to come out, and there's been fact checkers that said, oh, there's misleading videos. There's misleading videos that we're selling tuck-friendly bathing suits for kids. That is simply fake news. That is not accurate. Well, I don't know what these little tiny bathing suits are designed for that have giant tuck-friendly tags on them. They're either for children or they're, they're for very, very abnormally small adults. Because everybody's seen the videos and the photos, and I don't know what you know four foot adult is going to buy this swimsuit because clearly they're in children's sizes, even though they may not be for children's sizes on there. Come on, guys, let's not play the game. One thing I saw early, <laughs> saw ABC put a big article out about it. And they said, this is funny, they said, Target has confirmed it has moved its Pride merchandise from the front of the stores to the back of the stores in Southern store targets after confrontations from shoppers in those areas. So they're saying in the Southern states, Target's moving the entire Pride section away from the front to the very back. Good riddance. It's in the store still. If you want to go shop there and look at the weird stuff, then that's your choice. But putting it at the front of the store, it's blatantly insulting to the vast majority of the population. It does not go along with that agenda. And so, again, this is not something that I still will go back and shop for Target. But apparently what's happened is now they got a call from Bud Light. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, but I could just kind of hear how this conversation goes. Uh, guys, this is Anheuser-Busch. Target, I need to talk to the CEO. Oh, hey, CEO, what's going on? Hey, this is Anheuser-Busch. This is a really, really bad move. I highly suggest you guys rethink your strategy on this. Uh, we're still trying to recoup from our massive losses. Target to you, oh, I guess we'll uh, we'll think about this. We'll, we'll just move everything to the back of the store and pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, it's probably still not a good move, but you guys do what you need to do. So, again, this is why I've told everybody, vote with your dollar. If you want to buy something, if you want to support something with a company that's diametrically opposed to your viewpoints, that's your choice. 
However, in most cases, I highly suggest you continue to get the truth out there and put dollars where you support companies. And that is, again, why I thank you for supporting healthmasters.com. And one other article that I wanted to touch base on because I, I talked about it yesterday. If you guys saw this, I brought it up about the U-Haul that allegedly ran into the White House barriers. It was this big terrorist event by a neo-Nazi racist skinhead carrying a Nazi flag. Well, it's come to find out now. It was Missouri teenager, 19-year-old Sahi Varshith Kadula. Uh, background is from India, <laughs> 19 years old. Uh, he goes and rents the largest U-Haul he possibly can, puts nothing in the U-Haul at all, runs into a barricade at extremely low speeds, immediately gets out and is arrested. And, of course, the FBI goes and they find the two items in there, a backpack full of snacks and a swastika flag. And they make sure they make sure they take the swastika flag all the way out to the road and they set it out nice and flat right on the sidewalk for everybody to see and take photos. So you have uh, Sadiq Sheree Haruk, 19-year-old from Missouri, background from India, uh, runs his giant U-Haul truck with nothing else in it into the barriers of the U uh, White House. And, of course, they put the swastika flag right up on the sidewalk. I'm going to say this. You know, the FBI, the Fed boys, I mean, come on. This is getting insulting. It really is. We know you guys are absolutely the best at making false flag events look real. Fantastic, Adam. You've done them hundreds of times. Well documented. Uh, but this is just getting kind of insulting. The fact that this is how far you guys are going to try to go to really mock this up. This is embarrassing. But as I told you guys yesterday, these alphabet companies have to continually, in most cases, go out of their way to justify their own existence and their job. So they have to continually make a scene, continually make an event, try to act like they're doing something positive. We saw this with DHS when it came out with the TSA, the Transport Safety Agency, and basically went in and set up these metal detectors and these X-ray scanners at the airports, by of which they don't ever catch anybody because, quite frankly, most of it's a sham. You're, it's, the whole thing is a complete sham, but yet they do it every single day to millions of travelers in order to make everybody feel like there's this existential threat that we need to be protected from. So the TSA and their rubber gloves and their blue shirts and their little badges are suddenly protecting everyone, and we need to give up our liberties. And I know uh, <laughs> Dad traveled yesterday. He's back safe, back on the show with me today. And I know he had a little um, incident with TSA yesterday, <laughs> so I'm going to hand it over to him and let him talk to you about it. How are you doing this morning, Dad? And I'm glad you're back in Florida safely. <laughs> Thanks, Austin. Uh, yeah, I, I, I flew up to, <laughs> flew up to uh, St. Louis yesterday with a friend to get some, uh, some treatment for my left knee, which uh, this doctor is really, really good at. And I told you guys about it before. And, and what was funny is that, you know, when I got to TSA, they had not put my pre-check thing through, which aggravated the yak out of me as far as my boarding pass. But sometimes they randomly do that. And when I got through the TSA, I got to the, you know, the front of the line. They said, your boarding pass is not correct. You've got to go back to ticketing. I said, I don't have time to go back to ticketing. I've got 28 minutes before this flight leaves. They said, we're sorry. We can't let you through. And I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. Well, I go back to the ticketing counter, you know, downstairs at Tampa Airport. And uh, they, they tell me it was too late. It was in 30 minutes of the flight leaving. We can't issue you a boarding pass. I said, you've already issued me a boarding pass. And I said, it wasn't correct. So he looks and says, oh, yeah, we did. And he goes, we don't know what's going on with it. We can't figure it out. So we're going to go ahead and issue another boarding pass. So then uh, my, the, the, the lady that I was traveling with out to TS to, to, account, to uh, St. Louis as far as for the day came out there and back in one day. Uh, she helped me get through the TSA pre-check line, and she was basically, you know, 
running point for me on this thing because they were like treating me like I was some adopted stepchild again. Uh, some, I guess it was a neo-Nazi racist skinhead grandma hating, you know, white guy. I guess I don't know what the heck was going on. Well, then we find out the reason that we don't get I don't get to go through TSA and I had this big hassle is because there was gender confusion with me. Guys, I can't make this up uh, I, my proper you know, sex was not listed on my, my, my boarding pass. And you think, well, you're kidding, right? And no, I'm not. And I told the guys, look, I'm a guy. I don't have a problem with this. This is not something I would, didn't make a difference. So finally we had to have the supervisor kind of rot, run me through. And of course, then of course I got, I got swabbed down for gunshot residue because I wasn't sure, I guess if I was a man or a woman, I mean, it just, I can't even make this stuff up. And, uh, and so then I'm, I'm sitting there, I've got like five minutes left. And then finally, they're you know, holding the gate open for me, and, I, and I'm trying to get to the thing. And I'm like, this is nightmarish. And as the door slams behind me as I get on the plane, I'm like, myself, another TSA encounter. Well, then we went into the boarding pass. I tried to figure out what was going on. And sure enough, the sexual identity of uh, Dr. Ted A. Brewer wasn't properly defined. I, oh, gosh, this is like unbelievable. And I'm thinking to myself, this is crazy. And so we, we, ended up, we ended up flying. We ended up going out there. I changed the sexual identity to male. <laughs> I'm kidding. And then we get and we get we get to uh, we get to uh, Charlotte. And uh, what was the funny part about the whole thing was is you know because it was a quick trip. Was, you know, out there in the morning, back the same afternoon. The crazy part was I get to Charlotte and they say, well, you know, we've got to put down that you're a man. And I said, well, I, I don't really understand any of this. Why could they not know that I was a guy? I said, I guess I'll work on my voice. I'll try to make it deeper. And all these ladies are laughing. And I'm like, this is ludicrous. The whole thing is ludicrous. And so finally we get out to, you know, to, to St. Louis and by now I've got the correct boarding passes issued along with the TSA. Cause if you guys remember, it was in St. Louis a year ago that I had my genitalia groped multiple times by a TSA agent trying to get back on an airplane in which I filed sexual assault charges on this guy from TSA, which by the time I, by, by the way, I've been back out there four or five times now since then. And I've never seen that same TSA agent again, that perverted weirdo that grabbed me by my, you know, and I, I, and I'm to myself, gosh, here we go. Another TSA encounter because they don't know my correct pronoun guys. Do you realize how insane this is? How insane. I remember years ago, we had a guy named Tony who was working for us. And I remember we had Sharon was in the motorhome with us. We'd been a bit on a big tour around the country. Austin was in there and Sharon was with us and Sharon was burned out from being in the RV. And Tony flew out to Denver to pick up a big show that we were doing, you know, with the Peter Lowe organization for the success seminars that I used to do. And I'll never forget, I had spelled Tony's name incorrectly. I put T-O-N-I. They never asked for ID or anything. And Sharon flew home on the other half of Tony's ticket. Now, oh, yeah. That's how, that's how lax the TSA security was, how easy it was to fly, how enjoyable it was to fly. And, and this is the sad part about all of this stuff. I mean, that's when the United States was free. You know, no passports, no ID, no driver's license, nothing to fly on an airplane. All you needed was a ticket. Now, you had a difficult time getting to the gate without a ticket or a boarding pass, but it didn't make any difference. They never checked your ID to see who you were. And, yes, it was that kind of freedom back in the 90s. You think, this is insanity. And, uh, and so many of you have asked me about how the treatment went for my left knee. It went very, very well. Thank you so much for asking again. And, and so it's, it's crazy. Then we got back in. We had a massive thunderstorm in Tampa, so we got laid back, you know, probably about 10 o'clock last night. And, and so the crazy part about all of this stuff is that, you know, flying used to be fun. Flying used to be enjoyable. Flying used to be a real blast to be able to do it and basically have fun with it and be able to do things with it and all the rest of the stuff with it. But it's not anymore. It's become arduous and very, very difficult to deal with as far as flying. And so here's the thing I want to say to all of you guys. If you're going to get on with TSA, 
and you're going to do all of this stuff and you're going to basically be part of that plan. Just be prepared and maintain your calmness. I'm going to give you some scripture on that in just a minute and realize that we're in the beast system now. That's what we're in. 9-11 brought us the beast system. 9-11 brought us, you know, the Patriot Act. 9-11 brought us these lockdowns. 9-11 gave the power to the executive branch that made it unprecedented as far as what they were able to do because of the Patriot Act. All of this stuff started because it was the trigger was 9-11. So always look back at where this started, when it happened, and understand that, you know, it's like you say, you talk about Building 7, you get taken off the air. You, you know, you talk about 9-11 as a quote-unquote inside job, you get taken off the air. You get to talk about 9-11 as something that Mossad or CIA or FBI or MI6 was involved in, you get taken off the air with mainstream media. And, and you got to realize that all of this stuff is basically collusion with what they do. And, and the sad part about this is is that when you stop and you look at it, there's a, there's a video that just came out, and, it, and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's crazy. I was listening to it this morning. And it shows the collusion with the mainstream media about calling people names who weren't going to have themselves vaccinated. Let me, let me, let me play this for you real quick. You'll like this. This is, this is, this is nuts and how, how they did this and, and what they tried to do as far as how they tried to belittle people who were unwilling to get vaccinated and how they were all reading the exact same script over and over again. We want to make sure that people can discern the truth from the misinformation. And we want to make sure that everyone understands that no one's safe till everyone's safe. No one is 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 safe. Nobody's safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe. This is a post 9 11 axiom. Safer but not yet safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe from COVID 19 until everyone is safe. If the whole world isn't safe, none of us are safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe until we're all safe. Health experts have been saying nobody is safe. Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Nobody is safe. Science is clear. None of us are safe. There is no safety. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe until everyone is safe. No one's safe. Nobody is safe. Nobody's safe. No one's safe. Never be safe. Now I want to just play that for you because that's that's the that's the extent now of what's happened here with the COVID lie. This is what they did to us. And if you read the, I'm I've posted this online. You guys can go through it. They go on to say over and over and over again how you know you're. They start calling your name. They start cussing at you. They start swearing at you on TV. If you were not vaccinated, this is how hard the push was. Now, I said all of that to say this because I want to continue to talk a little bit about what happened with me yesterday. The physician that I went out to see who's directly involved as far as fighting the nonsense and then involved in a massive lawsuit against the federal government because of the COVID-19. How should I say? Because he said the vitamin D3, you know, could help, you know, cure cancer or cure COVID, according to what they say he said. But the reality is that he didn't actually say any of that. They just made it up and put a big suit on him to try to force him into compliance like they did so many other physicians, and he chose not to do that. And here's what's interesting about it. Remember last week when I told you that the conspiracy doctor claimed he was poisoned just after the interview, just days before his death, Dr. Rashad Batar died in mysterious circumstances just days after claiming he had been poisoned following his controversial interview with CNN about his COVID disinformation and the giant spin they put on this. Now, here's the interesting part about this. When I was talking to my doctor friend yesterday, and I now put this together as far as what was going on with this, my doctor friend basically said this. The man who he basically, how should I say, who interviewed Bashard, I'm going to say this. I'm going to read you this. Bashard said, we see thousands of people dying. The Delta Delta variant of COVID is all vaccine injury. I don't want to be part of this mass genocide that I see happening. At that point, interviewer Drew Griffin called Buttar crazy. Wow. So Drew Griffin is the guy who interviewed Buttar and said he was crazy on CNN. Now you think, well, 
that's that's crazy. Who is this Griffin guy? Well, here's another little article about Griffin. Thought you'd like this. So the guy who interviews Bassard basically is a CNN journalist. He's 60 years old. And here's the article from the Western Journal. This is a couple months ago. CNN faces devastating loss as veteran journalist dies at the age of 60. Longtime CNN reporter Drew Griffin has died after a battle with cancer. He was 60. This news was confirmed to CNN through Griffin's family. Drew's death is a devastating loss to CNN and our entire profession. CNN CEO Chris Licht wrote in a note to staff, a highly acclaimed investigative journalist who interviewed Dr. Pitar. Drew's work had incredible impact and embodied the mission of this organization in every way. Now, here's why I bring this up to you guys. Dr. Bittar said he was poisoned, and I found this out just yesterday. Okay, it's one of the reasons I went out there. I want to talk to my friend about this because he's got inside information on this, but I'm not going to give you his name. He said Bittar said that he had been poisoned with an aerosol, and this aerosol was 200 times the amount of COVID you'd get in a shot. And he started having all of these incredible health problems, including advanced atherosclerotic plaquing, and was actually scheduled for bypass surgery when he died. Drew Griffin, the guy who interviewed him, also died from an extremely fast-acting cancer, and he was also in the room with Batar when he basically said he was poisoned. So I'm making this as a speculation. I'm not saying this is a fact. I'm just saying, isn't it strange that the same two guys that were supposedly in the room together and Batar saying that he was poisoned by an aerosol, that the same guy would have been breathing the same air, and he died of a fast-acting fast cancer. So all of this stuff seems strange that these two guys are both dead. So we need to realize that our battle is not against flesh and blood, and it's about all of these entities in these other parts of the universe, I guess we could say, and other parts of the veil on the other side of the veil that are interacting with us. I just saw another article, and it talked about the massive, massive side effects from thrombosis, and I've posted this one on the, article, on the website also from the side effects of the COVID vaccine and how another 600,000 people are dying every single year in the United States right now because of what happened with the amount of shots that were given to the people in the United States. And, and here's the problem that I have with all of this. When I was speaking to my doctor friends yesterday, he knows Donald Trump personally. And I asked him, I said, is Trump still pushing the clot shot? He goes, yes, he is. Okay. And, and, you know, and, and though we have 600,000 more people now dying every year, supposedly, which by the way, I think it's much higher that, you know, you know, this is from a top insurance analyst, by the way. In fact, this is former Bernstein senior analyst Josh Sterling draws a shocking conclusion, conclusion, conclusion from the UK government health data. He says those vaccinated against COVID-19 have a 26 percent higher mortality rate on average compared to those who declined the job. And the death toll is even more staggering for vaccinated people under the age of 50, whose mortality is 49 percent higher than those who are unvaccinated. The shocking numbers are based on the government data from the United Kingdom and were brought to Senator Ron Johnson's Republican out of Wisconsin's attention by Josh Sterling, one of the nation's top insurance analysts and formerly senior research analyst for the U.S. non-life insurance at Stanford C. Bernstein and Company. Wow. I mean, think about this. Massive increases of death with another 600,000 Americans dying every single year, particularly those under the age of 50. So, again, the question I had for my doctor friend is why won't Donald Trump stop promoting the vaccine? Why won't he stop marching to the narrative of the new world order? 
Why won't he say now that Fauci is saying that he was misled by the science? Even Fauci's backtracking because Fauci, I don't think, wants to go to jail. That now he, why couldn't he just, you know, hook his cart to Dr. Fauci and say, look, I was misled by my top analyst. I was misled by Dr. Fauci. I was misled by the data that was incorrect. And so now at this point in time, I realize that the amount of COVID vaccines and the executive order, emergency use authorization, all the rest wasn't necessary. We shouldn't have done that. Why won't Trump do that? Why won't Trump admit that he made a mistake and he was led astray by the bad science? Well, the reason he won't admit it, guys, is national security. This is what my doctor friend told me. It's the national security of why they won't allow this type of information to go out. Because can you imagine right now if Trump, with all of his supporters, came out and said, oh, by the way, I was misled. I did something I shouldn't have done. I locked the country down. I gave everybody a clot shot that caused more deaths than ever would have been caused by the back, by, by this, this COVID stuff that had a 99.5% you know, okay rate. I, mean, I bet I killed all these people with this shot. It would destroy him basically politically. It would destroy the, how should I say, any credibility that our unbelievably corrupt government has already. All of this stuff is crazy when you stop and look at it from a health standpoint. And then I look at this article from Pfizer on the on the supposedly from Pfizer. Now I can't say it was from Pfizer on the inside effects of the adverse associations of the of the research with all of the side effects. And it's page after page after page after page of thrombosis and horrible side effects from the mRNA shot that causes all of these deaths from all these different variables. So guys, here's the thing: if all of this stuff is happening around us, you know what are we supposed to do as Christians? What are we supposed to do as 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 human beings? I mean, what are we supposed to do? Uh, I was listening to a really good sermon yesterday, and I was listening to the walls of Jericho and how they fell. And it, it was a great sermon, and I really enjoyed it. I'm going to read you part of it from the Bible. I'm going to kind of give you my take on it and let you guys see it from my perspective from a Christian standpoint. It, it, it was interesting because remember when Joshua originally went into the promised land and the spies went in and Joshua and Caleb was with them and the others, you know, other spies or these other – I guess you call them scouts – went in. They came back and they said, we are but grasshoppers in the eyes of these giants. We don't realize – we realize we can't take these people. You know, And they start really going negative on him again. And then and basically the Lord said, okay, I've had enough of it. You guys are going to do another 40 years lapse in the wilderness. Have fun with that. You're going to be living on manna. And so here we go. You're going to spend – so this generation is dead. We're finished with you guys being negative about me telling you what to do. And he did. They, said, they spent 40 more years in the wilderness after they got out of Egypt because they refused to do what they were told to do. Now what's interesting is this. King Jesus, Lord Jesus, the God who created you know, the heavens and the earth, who created through whom all things were held together that we talked about in angel wars, uh, he showed up for Joshua the second time they met the walls of Jericho. Let me read you what it says here in the, in, in the book of Joshua. And then it says, this is chapter 5, verse 13. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. This is Jesus who he sees. Remember, he's the son of God. He's the son of man. And Joshua went up to him and asked, are you here for us or for your our enemies? And here's what's interesting. Here's what he said. He goes, neither, he replied, but as a commander of the army of God, here we go, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are now standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Now, Jericho was tightly shut up because of, its, of the Israelites, and no one went out and no one came in. And then the Lord, the man who's standing there with Joshua, it says right here, the Lord said to Joshua, see how I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with his king and his fighting men. And then he goes on to give him the instructions. March around the city once with all of the armed men. Do this for six days. 
have seven high priests carrying trumpets with ram horns in the front of the ark on the seventh day march around the city seven times the priests blowing the trumpets when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets have all the people give a loud shout and the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up and every man straight in now god gives him jesus gives him the instructions on this and jesus shows up as the commander and he's telling joshua what to do for the israelites now, a lot of people come in and they speculate and they say, well, it was the marching around the city that caused all of the ground to shake and caused fractures in the wall. It was the shouts. It was the trumpets. Uh, you know, and it could have been some of that. I'm not going to I'm not going to argue about all that. It doesn't matter. But I can tell you who it was and what it was. It was God Almighty. You got these unbelievably thick walls was crumbling down and the Israelites run in. They burned the city. Uh, that, that was God who took care of that. And all these Canaanites and all the giants and all the rest of these people and all these huge like people like Goliath running around. Uh, they were all taken care of because they were all Nephilim DNA. So this is what happens when God Almighty, when Jesus, when the Lord of hosts shows up and decides he's going to get involved with a situation that seems unwinnable for any of us. And that's why I'm doing this right now with you guys. I want to give you guys encouragement because it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter if we think something's unwinnable. It doesn't make any difference. With God, he's with you. One plus God is always going to be a majority every single time, and we need to see that. So I, my deepest condolence to Dr. Rashad and his family that's died. My deepest condolences to all the other people that have died in the fighting against COVID and against the lies of the New World Order. I feel awful this is happening, but the reality is, is that we were told it wasn't going to get better. We were told in the book of Revelation what was going to happen. We were told, you know, here, here, here's another one. Here, here's, here's on Revelation 13. It goes, the beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and exercise his authority for 42 months. He opened his mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place to those who live in heaven. He was given the power to make war against the saints and to conquer them. And he's given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. And all inhabitants of the earth, listen to this, all inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the book of life, which means they're not Christians, belonging to the lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. Let him have the ear to hear, let him hear. Wow. And he goes on to say, if anyone is to go into captivity, into captivity he will go. If anyone is to be killed with a sword, You'll be killed with a sword. This calls for patience, endurance, and faithfulness on the part of the saints. It does not call for imprecatory prayers. It does not call calls for, call for any of that stuff. Now, are we to stand our ground and fight this good fight? Yes. We're not to stand. We're not to allow them to come in and say the things they want to say without standing back and saying, no, that's not okay. You shall not blaspheme the Lord my God. You shall not blaspheme Jesus. You shall not blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And, yes, I will stand my ground as a Christian no matter what happens. That's the encouragement part of what I want to talk to you guys today about. Because when Jesus shows up, like he did in the book of Joshua, when Jesus shows up, like he did in the book of Genesis, when Jesus shows up and creates the heavens and the earth, and when Jesus comes back, he's not coming back to be slain again. I want you to understand that. He's coming back because he's got our back. and He's always going to be here for us, and that's who he is. And then it says in Revelation chapter 19, Oh, gosh, I love this verse, these verses, starting with chapter verse, verse 11, the rider in the white horse on the white horse. I saw heaven standing open and there was before me a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true with justice. He judges and makes war. This is Jesus we're talking about, guys. His eyes are like blazing fire and on his head are many crowns that you understand that Jesus is the creator. He is the creator of the universe, and through him, all things are held together. 
Now, it doesn't say that right here, but we already know that from the rest of the scripture. We got to realize that. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him, but no one that he himself knows. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. By the way, that is his blood from the cross, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. Now listen to this, friends. This is what happens when Jesus shows up. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written. He is the king of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. And guys, this is really important that we understand this because this same Jesus is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Counselor. He is the Good Shepherd. He is the Savior. He is our Savior. He is our Redeemer. He is our Deliverer. He is our Messiah. He is the Way. He is Lord God Almighty, Lord of all, Resurrection and Life, King of Kings, and He is the Son of God. So we have nothing to fear. Oh, my gosh, I've got a friend of mine right now. Their family is scheduled to go to Jamaica for this weekend, you know, and a lot of the families are bailing out now. They don't want to go because they're scared. They're walking in fear. We don't have a spirit of fear. We have a savior. We have a king on a white horse. We have a man who treads the fury of the wrath of God Almighty, the winepress of God Almighty standing before us, who is God, with whom all things are held together. He is the son of man. He is the son of God. He is all that we need to get through this life. That's why we have to stand firm in our beliefs. We have to stand firm in what we want to do and how we want to do it. And we've got to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I want to bring you a message of encouragement this morning. I want you to realize that even with the walls of Jericho happened, Jesus showed up. Now, can you imagine how he must have been dressed? He must have been huge. And Joshua walks out there and says, well, okay, are you with us or are you against with them? And he goes, neither. Why is that? Because he's remaining neutral because of freedom of will. He wants the people to realize that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them, that they can have the glory of the Lord amongst them if they choose to have that, and they can always walk in the ways of God if they choose to do it. But it's freedom of will that tells us and gives us the ability. That's why we were put in the Garden of Eden. That's why we covered angel wars. And I wanted to add this part of what I talked about today about who God is, who Jesus is. standing. Can you imagine what he must have looked like in his armor with his sword pulled? And how Joshua falls down in front of him and starts worshiping him when he tells him who he is. And he tells him, this is holy ground, holy ground, take your shoes off. Because God is God. He will always be God. Because he is omnipresent. He knew what was going to happen with the walls of Jericho before the formation of the earth. He knew what was going to happen with you right now. Listen to me, friend. If you're listening to this show right now, he knew that you were going to be listening to this show right now. And he wants you to be encouraged by the words that I've given you today because he wants you to know that he is king of kings and he is lord of lords. And the robe that he's wearing is dipped in his blood. And we have to understand it was his blood that sanctified us and continues to sanctify us for all of eternity because he's an omnipresent being. Always remember who Christ is, not who he was, who he is and what he does for you on a daily basis, and always stand your ground, like it says in the book of Ephesians. Whether you find out that you get a 30-page letter from Pfizer, supposedly, that talks about all the side effects of the clot shot that I'm posting on the website, or you find out all of the other things that are happening around us, or the CNN guy dies, same time Dr. Rashad dies within a few months apart, it doesn't matter. We have Christ in our hearts. We have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us all the days of our life. That's why I said... Without a relationship with Jesus, without that, without it's not about a religion, guys. It's about a relationship. Without that, we don't have a chance. It's like Austin said, 
when that guy stepped out into that pond behind that bar to use the bathroom and that 10-foot greater gator grabbed him. It's by the grace of God and God alone that this guy wasn't eaten and dragged under the water. Because if a 16-foot gator or an 18-foot gator, by the way, we have those down here in Florida too, had grabbed him, there would have been no telltale trace of him unless they found him stuffed what was left of him under a log out of the pond. Guys, that's like it is trying to get through this life without Jesus. He will protect you. He will guide you. He will help you. And then you will have eternal glory with him in heaven when you basically go to be with him and you change your address and you check off this planet. That's why without Christ, it is impossible to get out of here and do what's right in God's eyes. It's so important that we all understand that and realize that. I just want to bring you that word of encouragement this morning. Uh, you got me all fired up this morning, Austin, with that gator story and talking about all the stuff about God and Jesus. And I, I love you guys. So I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? <laughs> well said. No, you're, you're 100% right. I mean, then the, the reptiles down here in Florida, there's just a, they're a special breed of strange when trying to deal with them. And yeah, he, he, that guy is blessed, to be honest with you. And I mean, I'm, that's why he, I think he said that. I think he realized that this is, you know, because I'm getting a prosthetic arm now. It's what it is, you know, but there's certain things that, you know, are just beneficial and certain things that we can do. And that's the whole point of free will, right? That's why I've said many of times. Everybody has a choice to do whatever they want to do. You can do anything you want to do. You can walk out in the middle of the interstate in front of a semi-truck. Is it going to be beneficial to you? Absolutely not. If you're saved, you're going to meet Jesus really fast. It's probably not a good idea, though. It's not his best will for you. Can you go and eat continual amounts of you know, high-fat luncheon meat, sodium nitrite, and pork, and High fructose corn syrup and coloring every single day at Taco Bell and McDonald's? Absolutely you can. Is it going to be beneficial for your digestive system long term? Absolutely not. It's like I talked to you guys yesterday about the massive increase of cancer all around the world now. And they're saying of the 14 cancer types that are on the rise with people under 50, eight of them are involving the digestive system that are skyrocketing right now. And that's not just to do with the shot, guys, because a lot of this stuff with cancer, we're not going to – See, until the next three, five, ten years with the shot, I can tell you that right now. Because remember, it's all about DNA damage. It's all about cell damage and the body not being able to repair itself properly. That's where cancer comes into effect. And what happens is when you start eating these foods and you eat them over and over and over and over and over again for years on end, you're going to have side effects later on down the road. That's why it's so important to detoxify your body on a regular basis. That's why I'm a huge proponent of the GHI cleanse. That. That is one of the best products on the market anywhere. You can compare it against anything. You look at the ingredient list on it. You can continually take on a daily basis that really helps reduce inflammation. Like I talked to you guys about yesterday, vitamin C, reducing inflammation. Inflammation is one of the main precursors to cancer. You've got to keep your body under control and not allow inflammation to continue to go rampant and allow toxins to build up and build up and build up until your body is so full of inflammation it cannot do anything to repair itself. Very important. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. They're now saying this is something just as a side note, and I've, I've talked about this before. As we're starting to see this facial recognition concept roll out in the, the airports, a lot of the airports, fifteen different airports. I talked to you guys about it yesterday. Which, by the way, you can still opt out. I asked somebody else about it yesterday, and I encourage you to opt out of that facial recognition nonsense. Don't be scanning your eyes and scanning your face and giving that stuff to any, every any other government agency that wants to take it, be very cautious of your facial recognition. And I mean, it's people go, oh, I can already be seen here and I'm seeing here. It doesn't matter. 
that stuff continually updates, it continually records, and it continually sends it to every single agency so they can continually monitor you everywhere you go. That's why facial recog systems are becoming so popular all around the country. One of the reasons why they have become so popular and what they have now started to use them for is on devices such as iPads and phones. This is why, if you guys know, I've told you before, you will never catch me. Anywhere, you doesn't matter, you run into me at the mall, you run into me at the restaurant, you run me out and about. If, you, if I pull my phone out, you will never see any of my cameras uncovered on my phone, period. My, my selfie camera always has tape over it all the time. People go, that's tenfold conspiracy theory. No, it's not. You can read one of the reports on it. Those things take continual photos of you all day long. If you're on social media, it reads your face the entire time. Looks at your pupil dilation. Looks at your facial expression. Looks at if you smile. Looks if you're sad. Looks if you're mad. Continually built an algorithm on you so they can figure out and predict exactly what you like, don't like, get flustered with, get angry with, get happy with, get aroused with by every single thing that you see on social media. That's why you have to have the camera permissions. They want them on all the time. You have to go back in and turn them off and turn the microphone permissions off. They're now saying in a report by the FIDO alliances. They're stating now that 44% of Americans are now logging into their online accounts with biometrics, whether it be facial recognition or whether it be essentially thumbprint. With more than half of Americans today, 58%, stated they're interested in replacing their passwords with biometric pass keys. The Alliance has published a report examining how the behavior patterns and adoption of authentication technology reflect the consumer readiness for passwordless technologies. The report clearly states who is pushing the adoption of biometric pass keys at the beginning of the report. It says it has been a year since Apple, Google, and Microsoft announced their commitment to pass keys with plans to expand support for common passwordless sign-in standard features created by the World Wide Web Consortium. This is something that they are pushing extremely hard. The leadership and members are compromising the biggest names in tech and financial sector, including Amazon.com, Microsoft, Google, Apple, Meta, Intel, Yahoo, American Express, MasterCard, Visa, PayPal, CVS, U.S. Bank, PNC Bank, Wells Fargo, and many others are all at the top of the board pushing this on all of their platforms now. This is why they're starting to roll out the Amazon One, where you scan your hand. If you go to those Whole Foods, apparently, I've watched a video on it the other day. You can go in, and you put it, people are putting their hands on it. Scans your handprint. You register it. It's all about no question whatsoever that you were involved in this at this point in time right here, and you did this. They want to make it an invisible prison, so at any point in time, they can come after you. They can look for you. They can say, listen. Here's your facial recognition. Here's your handprint. Here's your biometric. You signed in at this point, at this point, at this point in time right here. You did this, 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 and this. We found you right here. Look at what they did with the six, two years ago. Look how they were able to go in and monitor everybody's phone location. Remember I told you that one movie with Chris Pratt, and uh, he's talking to this girl, and he's a former Navy SEAL, and he goes, you need a burner phone. You need to keep it in this power trace on you, you need to put it back he goes, all these are are incredible that happen to make phone calls he goes 99% of what these things have the ability to do people don't even use them he goes unless you're doing some type of business or updating stuff on even these are tracking why do you think think you cannot take the batteries out of iPhones? Why do you think all the new phones do not have the ability to take the batteries out of? Wouldn't it be better and make more sense you have the ability to take the battery out so you could replace it and update it? So people go, oh, well, it's, it's just a 
you have to upgrade the phones more. So, you know, you can't just put a new battery if the battery starts going out. Yeah, sure. That could be definitely a, a reason I see from a financial increase to make sure you have basically a phone that only has a certain period of life on controlled, you know, failure. So that way it goes in, you got to replace it. But also, too, you can't ever pull the power source out of that phone. Even when your phone's off, it can still be tracked. So, again, be very cautious about these passwordless systems and using your biometrics and facial recognition and thumbprints and all this other stuff to get into your phones or iPads or computers because, quite frankly, that stuff is going to be used for much more nefarious purposes than people actually think it is. Also, too, in other news, this is something that I found interesting as well, a massive lawsuit has now been filed by the New Civil Liberties Alliance, challenging the federal government's direct efforts to push social media platforms to censor content by people who claim they have been injured by COVID-19 lawsuit, or vaccines. The lawsuit was followed by the NCLA on behalf of Brian Dresden and many others. The lawsuit notes that the plaintiffs are not anti-vaxxers. For example, Dresden was reportedly injured by the AstraZeneca vaccine. Another plaintiff, Ernest Ramirez, was not affected. However, his 16-year-old son died from cardiac arrest after five days within getting the shot. Many are arguing that COVID-19 vaccine injuries are not very common. However, they're becoming very common. But they said these people that are injured have a right to express themselves, and their speech on social media has been repeatedly flagged or removed for alleged misinformation. Went on to state here, the plaintiffs have been heavily censored on every social media for sharing their personal experiences, exchanging advice and support with others who are medically harmed after taking the vaccine, the complaint says, for posting about their personal experiences and trying to connect with others in the vaccine-injured community. The plaintiff's speech has repeatedly been flagged as misinformation removed entirely. Their social media accounts are at constant risk of being frozen or disabled just for engaging with others in private support groups open to vaccine individuals and sharing perspectives that government deems misinformation. It's ironic because this has become so prevalent now on anything that does not totally. Earlier when I was Target incident, there was a Twitter link guy that was with this this tuck friendly weirdo stuff, and there was a big went to a Twitter thing, and then it was another link that went to Facebook. Twitter didn't censor it. Went to Facebook, big old sign right on the front, blurred out. This contains false information. See why? Only thing you could click was see why. See why pops up, then it goes. This fact checkers have deemed this information is false. It says, look at the post anyways, and then you finally have to click it. And you click on the post, and it's got another disclaimer on it. And sure enough. The video simply was videos of people taking it at Target of these perverted swimsuits. And he blatantly says, he goes, these are in the pride section. They're not in the kids section. They're in the pride section. However, these are either for children or they're for extremely small adults that don't exist very often. So you take that with what it is. This is what happens when you have a state-run media. This happens over in Russia. This has happened over in North Korea. This happens heavily in China. This happens anywhere. When you have the state that controls the narrative, when you have the government that literally owns the media and they dictate what can and can't be said, especially on social media platforms, you have vast, vast lies of misinformation that are completely and totally spread on a regular basis, not the truth that we talk about, actual true misinformation to reroute and redirect people's ideas, mindsets, and thoughts so they tell you what to think, not 
what to research and to go in and make your own decision, but what to actually think. That's why I've said before, the mainstream media does not give you news. It does not give you truth. It does not give you unbiased opinion. It does not give you, hey, here's what this is. Make your own decision about it. Decide what you want to do. They are simply there to tell you what to think, and then that in turn tells you how to act and how to feel and how to basically perceive things. This is extremely advanced psychological warfare that they have now perpetuated on the American populace through these different platforms, and that is why it is crucial on a regular basis you continue to support alternative media like our show, continue to get the truth out there for these shows the best you can. Please, by all means, at least for the article links that we put out there. I mean there's, there's no financial incentive for this, guys. We don't charge anything for the show. We're not on YouTube. I don't get clicks. I don't get any of this. My entire goal when we built this show was to get the truth out there. And if you like the show, if you want to support the show, support Health Masters. Even if you just want to buy your toothpaste or your ultimate multiple, that supports the show. I have continually told everybody we never wanted to do this show to try to generate cash. I don't care about monetizing it. Health Masters sponsors the show. My entire point and dad's point with the show was to get the truth out there for free. I'm not going to sit there and put ads and try to run all kinds of promotions on here with different types of companies and commercials every five minutes. Oh, and a word from our sponsors up next again. Oh, this show is sponsored by Pfizer. I mean, come on, guys, really? I'm being sarcastic. That's the point. I'm not going to allow anybody to control what's on this show and come in and start saying, well, you can't say that. That's misinformation. Oh, that's, that's COVID misinformation like you saw all the time during the pandemic. Oh, you can't talk about that can't talk about this continually make sure you're getting the truth out there and you're supporting these things on a regular basis to make sure the truth is heard and then allow people to make their own decision on them what do you think dad i think i lost down here no i'm here off i'm sorry i had my microphone muted uh no you're absolutely right Austin. if we don't tell the truth to people and if people don't support alt media that they like uh, what's going to end up happening is the alt media will just go off the air this is going to happen and it's, and it's happened to hundreds, if not thousands, of shows already that couldn't monetize itself as far as you know doing shows. You see it over and over and over again. A good person will get on radio. A good person will get on a podcast. A good person will start doing podcasts, but they can't build an audience that will support them either through PayPal or whatever or, or you know, if you pay Patreon. And what ends up happening is they can't pay their bills and they can't stay on the air. So we thank you at Health Masters. When you get your deodorant from us or you get your supplements from us or you get your toothpaste, your non-fluoride toothpaste, I should say, from us. It changes everything and allows us to be on the air and bring you some really good products and, and hopefully the programming that you guys really, really like. I mean, you know, to put programs like this together, it takes a little bit of time, prep time every day for me and for Austin. And so we want to thank you for your listening, for your viewership. And we're about, by the way, we're about to go to video too. We're about to get that set up. We got, I'm going to get in touch with Michael Barrett now. And so he can go ahead and get this thing set up for us as far as here at the office. So we start doing video broadcasts every single day for the show, which I know will really help the size of the audience. And then we can put it on different platforms that haven't censored us. So guys, I love you. It was my opportunity and my pleasure to pray for you today, and I thank you so much for thinking about us on a daily basis and praying for us on a daily basis. Austin, what do you think, buddy? Let's finish it up. You're, you're 100% right, and I mean this is what we continually do on a regular basis, so thank you for that support of that. And if you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com, the zinc glycinate. On sale as product of the week. That will be going up here shortly. And also, too, be sure if you're an international customer to check out the new DHL Express international shipping that we have. We're still getting fantastic rates on that that we're reflecting on the website. And also, too, very, very quick shipping times, which I know all you guys are really appreciative of that. 
during COVID. There was a lot of delays. Stuff could barely go from country to country. It was horrible. And I know a lot of international customers were frustrated trying to get really high-quality supplements that in some cases you can't get in other countries. I mean, I know like with the D3 10,000 K2, a lot of countries, they don't even have that available. You know, with vitamin C, like our antioxidants, 600 milligrams plus quercetin, 50 milligrams of quercetin per capsule. That stuff, you can't get a lot of that stuff in other countries. So I know we do the best we can for our international customers because I really appreciate you all because I know we're not just in the United States. We're globally when it comes to getting this information, this show out here. And so, again, thank you for supporting us all across the globe and also with the international shipping to get the best rates and the fastest shipping, please do not ship it to a P.O. box. I was updated by that with Ruben the other day. The P.O. boxes dramatically increased the time frame because DHL is picking it up right from our office. It's going on a DHL plane. It's going right to your country, and they're delivering it right to your door. Once you put a P.O. box on there, it has to go through customs as far as with the post office. The post office in your country has to handle it. Then they have to process it, send it to their shipper. Then they have to go deliver it. Massively increases the price and massively increases the time frame on you getting the product. So I want to update you on that for all international customers. Please do not use a P.O. box with DHL Express. It really increases the timeline and costs a lot more money so thank you again for supporting health masters and you know i said i saw this the other day somebody sent me an email and they were talking about how incredibly awake so many people are getting and how so many people now are asking questions that made my day he was talking about his friends and family when he goes to his family's house now they're actually asking him all of these questions about current stuff and he listens to the show and he said pre-covid they never talked about anything, didn't want to talk about it, kept their head in the sand. So this means people are waking up, my friends. This means we're having an awakening and people are starting to want the truth. They're craving the truth. Continue to support that. Continue to wake people up. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.